Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today we are going to be talking economics, so we're going to be talking about the theory of constraint economics, independent verification of Austrian economics. With me today, Jorge Gonzalez Moore. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Uh, so pleased that you are having me in your program. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me today and uh, definitely appreciate you uh, being so quick to turn things around. I, I sent an email, what, my time this morning it was around five or so in the morning. You responded quite promptly and here we are. It's 10 o'clock your time. God bless yes. your recording. I was late because I had a call went a little bit over for the day job. So I uh, already was walking in here with my uh, tail between my legs, but you you are joining us today because you're bringing a lot of value in terms of approaching Austrian economics and making it very tangible in terms of making things actionably better, uh, especially when we're talking about where we see some of the problems right now, especially in our economic system. But before we get there, Jorge, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience. So who are you and what brought you into this world discussing theory of constraint economics here on the Brian Nichols Show? Well, uh, well, first, first of all, again, thank you for having me. And well, my name is Jorge Gonzalez Moore. I am an engineer. And uh, since I was in university, I learned theory of constraints. Uh, I, had, I have to say that I actually forgot about it until I was uh, then working in different companies. And then you sense that things, especially if the company is quite large, things don't always go the way it should. You intuitively know something's wrong, something doesn't make sense. So I went back to the books and, and, and to study. So in essence, and, and just to give a bit of context, what theory theory of constraints is, or TOC, as, as it is commonly uh, called. In essence, is uh, maybe people that have uh, studied some uh, statistics, they will be um, uh, knowledgeable of something called the Pareto Principle, which is uh, what they call the 80-20 rule, or the important few and trivial, trivial many. So, and, and that is very true to uh, independent variables. However, what theory of constraints uh, does is to realize that for dependent variables, which is a system, any system, and, and a company is a system, and if you want to look at economics, that is a system. Uh, so the the criticality is even is is much larger. So who created theory of constraints? Uh, a physicist uh, by the name of Elijah Goldratt. So he came up with this idea. And uh, through the years, uh, him and, of course, all of his collaborators and people that have studied theory constraints have come with different solutions for things, uh, I mean, or for areas in any company having to do with operations, sales, projects, etc. So what are the key things to understand about theory constraints? And if I have to define theory of constraints in one word, as Goldra defined it, is basically focus. And if you have to define it in two words, is focus and leverage. So the whole point is that if you have a system and it is even more critical when you have dependent variables, it is not that 20% of your causes will have 80% of the effects. The effect is actually much larger. So in essence, 
0.1% of your causes will have 99.9% of your, your effects. So this has a profound uh, meaning, in essence, because it tells you where, I mean, it tells you that you need to focus and also on what or where to focus. And it is tied to the scientific method because it implies uh, the cause and effect causality, so understanding what causes what. Uh, and also, it gives a sense that any system is actually simple. Simple if you understand the system, of course. If not, well, you don't know the causality, you don't know the cause and effect, so you will uh, start believing that it's quite complex, which is usually what you get from any person when asked about a, a company or a system or a process. Oh, that's complex. And it's, com it's complex because we don't understand the causality. But once we get there, it, it gets much, much simpler. So uh, what I've done uh, as a, uh, in, in my professional career is, well, try to apply theory constraints, but I've always been surprised why it is not taken uh, more seriously, if you like. Uh, so my determination was, well, why don't we try to solve using this uh, tool something that we all see every day? And well, the economy is something that we all need to endure every day. And if we, we can do that, then, well, people will start paying more attention to TOC, but also they would start understanding where they actually live. And that's where I came to study economics and, of course, Austrian economics, uh, <laughs> and I think that for for those of you who see the program, you understand the difference when anybody says Austrian economics and not just Keynesian economics or something something else, which is, in my opinion, not actually economics. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know, Barry, if you have any any <laughs> any opinion on that, but but that's uh, that, that that's how I, I believe uh, we should see it. It should be Austrian economics. But anyway, so. Uh, theory constraints has many tools. So it has the five focusing steps. It has the current reality tree, future reality tree. So the one I picked for this uh, paper, and which and actually the paper is based on a book I wrote, I wrote last year, uh, is the current reality tree. So the whole point of the current, current reality tree is for you to list all, all what we would call problems but in reality is undesirable effects. And this is the thing, in theory constraints, as you have a system and you need to understand the system, what you want to understand is what is the core problem or the constraint of the system. And all the rest are just, just undesirable effects of that uh, fundamental constraint or fundamental core problem. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the way I, I came, I came uh, or, 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 or I started working was, okay, let's start listing all the undesirable effects that we see in our daily life, uh, dealing with economics. And so the starting point is to list those set of symptoms. And then, well, the end result, if we're able to find the causality between each of those symptoms should be the core problem. And that's where we need to focus if we want to find a solution. And that is called, well, trying to propose a direction of the solution. So what I did was to list what we, we see day in, day out. I mean, what do we see in the, in, in the economy as it's run 
by all the states, all the governments, we see bailouts, we see the bank loans creating money basically out of, out of thin air. We see a reduction in capitalization rates. We see a misallocation of capital, a depletion of natural resources, corruption, erosion of institutionality. We see inflation, we see instability, injustice, less freedom, no hard money. I mean, so I listed all of this, and when you try to uh, go about uh, finding the cause and effects uh, um, for each of these, or trying to tie them together to see what causes what, the core problem that I found, which actually is just, and that's why I call it an independent verification of, of uh, Austrian economics, because something that the Austrian economists have already said is, look, the, the issue is that we don't have a hard money. So the money is state-owned. And because of that, you cannot actually save the fruit of your honest work. And without that, you are changing people's time preference. Uh, also, because money is state-owned, well, the government can decide who you transact with or not. They can decide the interest rate. They can always print more money. They can... They can create it out of nothing in order to finance, well, anything or everything that needs to be financed. And also, each intervention that the government does, as you see it in that current reality tree, only causes further issues, further troubles, further problems. So what's the direction of the solution? If we understand that that's the, the, the core problem, that money is state-owned, well, the direction of the solution, in my opinion, is to assign property rights. So the only way that you can get a hard money is that you assign the property rights to that hard money, meaning that it cannot be seized, it cannot be taken away from you, and you can actually keep the honest fruit of your work. And well, the solution is already available. It exists, in my <laughs> opinion, is Bitcoin. It's decentralized. It, 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 it can be a reserve of value. You can carry it anywhere. You can transfer it, in, well, almost in instantaneously. So I think that uh, this approach of using TOC, uh, it's, uh, it's beneficial because it's a way of understanding the system dynamics. And again, TOC is nothing more than system dynamics, understanding the system, understanding how it works. And then because you understand how it works, well, where should you focus all your all your effort if you want to make a change so in a nutshell uh, that that's basically what the book is about and what the paper is about and about the paper well i want to make a contribution to, to the body of knowledge of toc so this is a, a draft uh, uh, so i'm working on it i have received both a uh, positive feedback but i also received some uh, uh, very hard harsh critics but all the criticism that I received, uh, I'm, I'm always, uh, I, I always um, uh, review that, that criticism, and it's because there is no actual understanding of uh, Austrian economics. Uh, and, and, and people have, I mean, they are more like in the, living in the Keynesian world, if you like, rather than on a proper review of what 
human action is, which is, I mean, for me, the economy has, is no, nothing, nothing more than, or it is the human action. And it's your, is the, is the preference of each individual. Uh, it, it, it's about uh, those, uh, those social cooperation of people do specializing in what they do. Uh, and of course, it only works if you can guarantee private property. And of course, your first private property is your life. Uh, uh, also, uh, if there is equal treatment under the law. I mean, those are uh, fundamental things uh, that we need to have Well, for if we, if we want to continue progress. And maybe just uh, um, a bit of uh, context about the book. The book is more, it's also about explaining where we come from as, as, as a civilization, uh, because usually people are saying, well, times are bad, uh, everything is going wrong. But if you go 200 years ago, I mean, life was really bad. And if you go a thousand years ago, it was, <laughs> it was miserable. So it, it is about understanding where we come from, what has uh, been the basic or fundamental things that happened 200 years ago that enable humanity uh, to become richer, wealthier, and not just about money, because you can measure it in longevity, uh, health. I mean, those are things that have improved tremendously in the past 200 years, 100 years, 50 years. But what has been the underlying causes for that to happen? Well, again, that some people were able to preserve the, the fruit of their honest work. They were able to invest that. They were able to save. They were able to keep uh, 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 their initiative in order to produce more goods, more services at a better uh, price for all, all the other people. And of course, trading with each other in order well, to, 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 to get where we are. So uh, that's basically it. <laughs> that's basically it. Well, I wrote down a lot of notes there, so don't worry. I've been like keeping up um, here as I'm in school. So the one thing I circled, and I, I hear a lot of similarities, especially in the world of sales, and, and obviously we bridge the world here, right? With the Brian Nichols Show, we talk about bringing the world of sales and marketing to the world of politics, focusing on what? Not winning arguments, but winning hearts and minds. And we do that by focusing on what are people's core problems. We, we start off by asking questions, figuring out, really peeling back that, that onion. What is the, the core issue that is driving the person to be in whatever situation that they're in, whatever problem they are facing, and then to be able to build that solution. But it's in, I always use the analogy, it's like going to the doctors. Your doctor doesn't go in and you say, okay, I'm sick and here's what's wrong, and they just give you a pill. No, they're going to ask you some questions. They're going to ask those questions to figure out specifically what symptoms you're experiencing and maybe what's causing those symptoms so they can have a better diagnosis. And that's what you're doing here. And that's frankly what we need to have done uh, when it comes to actually talking about economics and bringing it to the real world. And you started off, and you mentioned this, making it simple. And I talk about this all the time. You know, I'm in the world of, of technology sales. That's why I was late for our call today because I had a call that went over. Um, and you know, one of the, the most difficult things 
is taking oftentimes very complex cybersecurity solutions or, or complex business continuity solutions and, and making them easy to understand for your average person. Because unfortunately, a lot of the, the folks that I'm speaking to, it's a one or two shop person uh, house for, for IT. You know, one guy, he, he's you know, going to be focusing more on the strategic. The other guy's more on the operational. But, you know, neither is maybe a, a cybersecurity pro. Uh, so it's being able to take this and make it simple and show not only, you know, why it makes more sense to, to talk about it with us, but then to show how we can help make them have a better future, build that real reality and make it real. And one of the things that you you brought up here and as I was going through and reading your your paper here, the the overarching theme that seems to be the, the best, that we, the best news that we can look forward to is the reason we've seen the advancement of right now freedom and, and really this, you know, is the, the culmination of technology and, and the fact that we have Bitcoin as, as the means to really get away from this fiat government money, that's been the ultimate almost, you know, launching off point to have now this become almost a reality where before it was more, well, this could be nice if we could have some form of, of private money. Now it's there. And now to your point, it, it's all because of the technology advancing. Where else can this go? And that's that's the thing I think we as a, you know, a group of liberty lovers out there, we can start to build the conversation on the offensive. You know, this is where we are today, 2022 the technology is advancing exponentially. What's it going to do to help us advance freedom across the board with technologies we don't even know exist yet? Absolutely. So I think you are spot on. I mean, this has been possible uh, with the technological advances. And technological advances occur only, again, if we are able to free people to take the endeavors that they need to take. And those endeavors, endeavor, I mean, freedom, liberty, at the end of the day, is just one side of account of a coin that on the other side has accountability. So you're free, but you're accountable of the decisions and the consequences of those decisions. And that that's, that's what I think entrepreneurs and, and people that take initiative do understand very well. They do take the risk, they measure the benefits, but they carry the costs uh, if things don't go well. But thanks to them is that we have been uh, improving technology to a place where actually now you can have a reserve of value that goes in your pocket. So who would have thought about that, I mean, 20 years ago? Uh, I mean, yeah, some people were thinking of it, but they they had not yet uh, realized that. So yeah, technology is, is, is fundamental. And the only way to keep improving technology is by uh, is by making sure that the incentive for people to create develop uh, and, and and keep um, and make that technology available is there so if the incentive is not there well it's going to be quite tricky uh, or yet uh, close to impossible that we'll see a uh, technological technological advances Yep. Well, and that's why, you know, we see folks out there like Elon Musk and there's a reason he's not only the the richest man in the world, but probably one of the most popular or at least, you know, the the most hated, I guess, because he is the most popular people in the world. And he's been able to do that because he's been able to amass technological advancements for society. I mean, Tesla and SpaceX alone, they're going to be massive in terms of their impact on humanity. And the other 
projects he's working on behind the scenes. Oh, and by the way, he's talking about uh, trying to buy Twitter. Uh, you know, that that whole conversation now, you're seeing there is, uh, you know, the desire to use the technology to advance us forward. But to your point, it only goes to the extent when we actually have a, a means that people see the the value in making that investment. And I think you, you talked about the, the people who we, we should be targeting. And that's, frankly, why we took a hard turn here at the Brian Nichols Show to, to start talking more to business owners, entrepreneurs, because that, those are the people who are our natural target market. Those are the people who we can speak to and, and communicate with because they're speaking our language. I had on the program, the gentleman's name is escaping me at the top of my head right now, but it was the... Uh, for, for uh, Austrian School of Economics, Mises Institute. It was uh, Economics for Business. Um, and it was a great conversation because what they're doing is giving business owners uh, a real tangible playbook that they can take forward in, in trying to you know build their, their companies, build their, their businesses. And, and with that, it's all based on Austrian economics. Um, so that's that. And by the way, it's a great episode, folks. Go check that out over at BrianNicholsShow.com. But with that being said, um, you know, I think we are seeing right now that there is a renewed interest in talking about economics, especially when the world's on fire and we just uh, printed what was it, six point five something trillion dollars of the past two years. So people are waking up to inflation and economic realities being a thing. And uh, now I think it's better, uh, no no better time than than now to go ahead and present our alternative. And with that being said, you yet yeah, yeah you mentioned it. You have a, a book. It was the theory of constraints. Uh, I'm sorry, the theory of constraint economics, reality, freedom, and progress. And that's available that's right. over on Amazon right now. Where can folks beyond that, if they want to learn more, continue the conversation with you, but also obviously check out Theory of Constraint Economics? Thanks. Yes. So the book is the expansion of, of the paper. So, and I just want to mention a couple of things. So where do I see us in the future? Well, I'm, I'm the only thing I, I would say about the future, because nobody knows how what the future would be, but what I would say is that if we are able to make sure that people can preserve, so that money is privately owned, so that it gets a pro a, the, the, the property rights for the fruit of the honest work of anybody, th those uh, property rights can be assigned to that person. And we have that uh, real hard uh, money, and also hopefully at some point, real hard real estate, then the future, I can tell you, is going to be much better than we, we can imagine. I don't know how, what's going to be, but it's going to be much better than we can imagine. And to the point of, of inflation, if you think about it, if the government had to reduce taxes in the same proportion as the government generates inflation, well, <laughs> uh, the taxes would be minus infinite by now. So... It, 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 inflation, I think, is the, the the harshest tax that that we have to endure, and especially because, and also, it, it is really hard on the people that have less because it affects the people that have less the most because they are the ones that are less protected against any variation of the prices. And usually, what we hear about inflation is that inflation is has many causes, but if that were true, well, they would need to prove that you can have inflation in a barter economy. And I think that nobody can prove that. So just to keep in mind, when somebody tells you that inflation has many causes, well, not really. As uh, Friedman said, uh, inflation is always and everywhere the, the, the consequence of increasing the money supply. 
we're feeling it now. <laughs> and your average <laughs> yes, person is are. seeing it where? At the grocery store and at the gas pump. Two places you really can't escape it. All right, Jorge. Unfortunately, we are already hard uh, pressed here for time. So if folks want to go ahead and continue the conversation, where can they go ahead and do that? Uh, so, well, uh, if they want to uh, write uh, to me, uh, uh, my email is j.gonzm at hotmail.com. Uh, also, well, uh, as you mentioned, my book is in, is in Amazon, Theory, Theory Constraints Economics. Uh, uh, so if, if you want to uh, give it a read, any feedback, very, very much appreciated. Uh, so, yep, just... Uh, Let's keep the conversation open. I'm always uh, uh, quite uh, looking forward to uh, discussing these subjects with anyone. If somebody wants to learn about theory constraints, I can also point you about uh, some very uh, interesting books. There you go. All right, folks. What we'll do is we'll include those links in the show notes, make it super easy for you. All you got to do, hit the artwork at your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right to briannicholshow.com where you can find today's episode, the entire transcript of today's episode. Yes, all those links we mentioned. Plus, you can find the book Theory of Constraint Economics, Reality, Freedom, and Progress. Please go ahead and uh, give it a, a purchase. When you do, go ahead, let Jorge know that Brian Nichols sent you there. And uh, by the way, folks, if you enjoyed the episode, please do me a favor. Go ahead and give it a share. And when you do, go ahead and give me a tag at B Nichols Liberty. Well, with that being said, folks, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols Show for Jorge Gonzalez Moore. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific need. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.